Welcome to the Fifth Trooper Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> oh god um welcome yeah to the fifth trooper my name's evan and with me i have a special guest jay shalansky hey so this is your first time on uh, i want to set some ground rules here yeah um i need little, you to have low key we're we're coming in huh? a little bit but uh, low. sometimes you Is just gotta NPR? you know uh, let me tell you about a fine <laughs> shoe I saw on the side of the road. Have Welcome you to ever the cast. Had a pumpernickel soup. Oh, Ooh. it's fantastic! <laughs> Thanks for tuning in again. Okay, just a hard stare. All right. <laughs> so Jay, you came out with the lads last Friday. Yeah. All right, so we're going to have to finish this out. Yeah, it's not easy being in charge, is it? Go ahead, come on, carry this podcast. Wow, all right, okay. So Jay came out with The Lads, and we played Scythe. I know we're about four years late to the party talking about it, but yeah. here we are. Yeah, it was uh, it was good. <laughs> okay, all right. So well, that's the end of the podcast, everybody. Jeez, man! Thanks for all right. joining us. Uh, all right. So for those that don't know, yeah, uh, Scythe is a Stonemeyer game. Uh, it came out like Kickstarter about, like I said, like 2016, I think. Um, hit retail, uh, got really big, really popular. Um, it didn't hit that tragedy of most Kickstarter board games where they hit, they come out, they never see retail, and they just kind of disappear into obscurity. It was one of the big ones that actually made it, made it onto store shelves. Uh, and suppliers can get it. Um, you can go into just about any game store and find a, a base, like just the base game, um, and the slew of expansions for it. Uh, but it's a, it's called a 1940 plus. Uh, so it's uh, or 1920 plus. It's World War One, I, I think, is the aesthetic. Um, so it's uh, what if there were steampunk giant mechs along with people in a World War One-ish setting. Yeah, so it's kind of along the lines of Conflict 47, but uh, in board game form. So it was like, to me, it kind of felt like, you know, it was the first time I'd ever played it, touched it, read about, like, I've never even, um, you know, I've been occupied with a ton of other games, so, like, I've never even really thought about it before. So when it was on the table, it was like, it was like an interesting mix between, like, uh, small world risk and like uh, um, water deep. Okay, yeah. So it's a uh, it's an area control game at its core. Yeah. Like area control is like core. small world. Yeah, with some uh, worker placement like yep. water deep, and also uh, some like uh, non randomized combat like. Yeah, like yeah. Risk. yeah. Yeah. So, uh, well, risk has those dice. Oh, yeah, but right. um, that's randomized. But it's right. still like you're, right. you're still fighting over. Territory. The random part yeah. is there is a combat deck that you can pull from, so that simulates random like cards you right. get. Um, but it's we got a seven player game going. Um, we had we played with just uh, the board extender. So what's really interesting about Scythe is when you pull out the board, and you can play with just a normal board, or you can flip it and then buy a side attachment to make the board like enhance. Like you enhance. zoom in, uh, so you get enhance. bigger spaces and tiles, and everything's bigger. So. Yep. 
um, because you start getting like some of the expansions of airships and the things. There's a lot of stuff can be jammed on these little tiles. Um, so we did that, and we did the uh, the extra encounter deck, which is uh, if you move your character into certain spots, they get a one shot like choose your own adventure mm. of like usually a, a good thing, a medium thing, a bad thing, and that affects like different resources you get. Yeah, but it's not. E- it's like. Oh, what was that other game that we played? Oh, oh, oh. So it's kind of like Forgotten Waters in the way where the bad thing was good for you, but but also bad for you. Oh, yeah. So it's there's a popularity track, and generally yeah. the bad thing lowers your popularity track because it's like one of them's like you find a broken down mech, offer to fix it, get something kind of like, yay, okay, um, offer, like leave without saying anything, get something, or. Uh, steal the giant robot from the owner, and then you get negative popularity, but you get a mech kind of thing. Yeah, like I, th- so I was playing Germans. The, they don't tell you they're the Germans, they, but they it's, look very, yeah. it's very clear that they're the Germans. Yeah. You know, there's like a wolf, and yeah, like, yeah. you know, it's Cloud War One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the the Iron Point helmets. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, and it, I think the one, the one adventure one I had, it was very, it was like uh, burn down a local village to get yeah. like double, like you got like double the resources or tra- it was a lot. Like, and I was looking at it, and at the time I didn't really know, and it turned out I did fine at the game, but like I didn't know what the popularity thing was. Yeah. So I was like, well, we're the Germans, we don't want to be popular, <laughs> we want to take over. So. Um, and that's kind of like their deal in the game, right? Like they want to build up mechs and build this war machine to kind of start going. Yeah. And... Um, so each faction plays a little bit differently, yeah. right? Like they have a different uh, character ability. And so what's interesting is you've got each um, like race, if you want to call it like that, each uh, uh, faction has a board that gives you um, each of their mechs does something a little bit different. Uh, they have a different like core power like the... The um the German one is uh mm-hmm. like you can win combat as many times as you want to get victory points. Right. Yep. Um and then there's a different industrial board which is like um there's like patriotic, industrial, uh agricultural. There's different s- sideboards so you can mix and match, and you you hand them out randomly so you might not ever play the same two, uh in a long time. Mm-hmm. Like you might get a different way. So it's interesting to play because uh, you're always kind of doing something different. It's not the same for each one. Um and we uh yeah we. It's funny because like the the encounter cards, the deck is like seventy cards at this point. Cause I got the little expansion with the base game, and it's something that only like happens about ten times, ten eleven times a game. Each player usually gets like two, but they put so much effort into it. Like there's so many cards and yeah. art for all of them that it's kind of funny because you might get two, maybe you get none. Like it's just how the game rolls. So yeah, and like the way uh, besides it being like a map and and an area control type thing, the way it's similar to Smallville, I found was uh, a couple ways. So the races, the races from Smallville, but the factions in in Scythe, uh, ha- like if can travel differently based on like yep, the yep. location mm-hmm. or you know stuff like that. So that's very similar to small world like giants uh could do specific things from like mountain sides, yeah, yep. right? And so you know, so that was similar and then uh also they have uh tunnels. So um I the Germans if you controlled a mountain, you could you could transport to any tunnel. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's and really so, powerful. So like that was that was an interesting um Thing and it just reminded me a lot of how Small World is in that mechanic specifically, where it's this area control, and then I get some special stuff for being on certain properties, right? And yeah. that that seemed cool. 
Um, the miniatures were okay. Like, they weren't anything to write home about. Like, yeah. they're, they're fine. The mechs look cool. Uh, yeah. And everything else is like wood chits. And the, the, the mechs look cool. Uh, the heroes are really neat, uh, but the, everything else is like wood chits and wood like. Yeah, and it, it's kind of like Blood Rage too, where yeah, you, you know, yeah, like, the miniatures are are cool and they're unique and they set you apart. But then you know you, they had like a color coordination system already, so I don't know that I would ever paint them. Like if I owned it, like yeah, I, just, I think I would just paint the hero if I had to pick yeah, one because they're like. Yeah. Uh, Usually it's like a character and like an animal yeah. companion. I think that would be cool. But like the mechs, ah, they're fine. Like right, they're right. Just, they're, they're black. Yeah, like right? my, they're yellow. My, they're mine, I was red. the black team, the Germans, and my mechs were black. And I'm like, you know what? I'd much rather them be black because then I can recognize them on the yeah, table. Yeah, I think it's just easier. But uh, um, And we had that. We added the two uh, other races um, that came in a... Or two other factions that came in like a side expansion. So we had a seven-player game going. It lasted about three hours, I want to say. Two and a half, three. Yeah, but I, I there was a lot of messing around and like getting food. And, yeah, you know, yeah. So it, it wasn't, wasn't like, like that a bad. full three straight three hours. Yeah. I think maybe like it was too, closer to two. Yeah, it's like um, my, there was a lot of talking and stopping. And then we had a guy show up late, and you yeah, know, we so, just threw him in. So it, yeah. it's the game's kind of interesting. So, um, I mean, normally you'd have to stop or whatever, but he we were like turn two turns in so we just like threw him in the board we moved him up like a theoretical two turns he would take and like all right man you're good like let's just get get you in yeah because it's, it's very like i think um one of their rules on their quick start guide is see what everybody else is doing and do something different but that's not really the case like for the first like three to four moves it felt like no you have to do these to start building yeah into what your race or your faction wants to do <clears throat> and so it's very clear, like even the first first two turns, because um, you can only do one action. You can't do the same action the next turn. You have yep. to do a different action. So pretty much it's like, uh, okay, I'm going to farm and then I'm going to move. Right. Yep. And then I'm yep. going to farm and then I'm going to move. Yeah, you do like you rotate between two and then usually bolster is. Uh, uh, so there's a top action, bottom action and top actions usually get a thing. And then bottom action on each of these four uh, places you can put your your pawn is uh pay something to get something so it's like yeah all those secondary actions are to like build up your yeah like faction. um you can enlist which gives you uh uh abilities each time somebody the player left or right if you does an action you get a free thing you can put a mech out you can build a building mm -hmm. you can upgrade it so your abilities at the top are more effective and your ones at the bottom cost less mm -hmm. it's actually uh it, the pro like the learning curve, when you're first explained to somebody, they're like, whoa, what's going on? And then, like, two turns later, it's, oh, okay, yeah, red pay a thing, green get a thing, got it. Yeah, and I would say um, people, it's not a casual game, so it's not for no, people no. who don't play often, right? Yeah. Uh, games, board games often, or even miniature games often. It, But <clears throat> if you have friends who are experienced at games, like, okay, so Evan brought me in. They kind of gave me like a quick preview and then I was like, all right, just play it because I I'll, yep. I just need to see it work. And I mean, I, I don't I think I ended up coming in fourth or something. Yeah, third like or third fourth. Or fourth. Like, yeah. I, you know, I it took me next time I'll be better, of course. Right. But that first game, it took me probably three or four turns and I was like, no, nah, I got it. And then, yeah. you know, I made some mistakes, of course, the first couple of turns. Yeah. That, oh, yes. Yeah, if that set me back, which I feel like. You know, afterwards, I was looking at him like, okay, if I had just done this, this, I probably could have won on points. But it was just like, 
um, because I was new. I just sat back a little bit, which is fine. I'm not, that's not a complaint. That's just a, but it was so intuitive enough that once I picked it up, like I said, I was like third with points or so, roughly, yeah. roughly, right? We've played uh, four games now, and then each time we've played someone different as one. Because uh, they tried something different or they're learning yeah. the game. So I think that's actually really cool. Well, um, and I like what they... So what uh, the group does, too, is you randomize the, the faction, everything, yep. which makes it... Makes you change how you play anyways, right? So it kind of... It kind of... You understand the game, but it sets you back at zero because the faction wants something different. Yeah, there's like one that Mexico can go underwater. Like there's lakes that they yeah. get into and warp around. Like there's one, uh, the red faction, uh, they can... Um, do the same action over and over again. Like they don't need to move their pawn. Right. There's uh, one can lay traps. One can put flags. Like there's like they all play a little bit different. Yeah, and like uh, just, like very subtly. So because Chris won, right? So yeah, by Chris who won, he played the Germans last time and just got demolished. Yeah, but then this time he came in it with a new attitude and a new faction, and it just seemed like the faction the clicks, spoke yeah. to him. So he. You know, then he he crushed us all. Like I think he had me by thirty points, and so yeah, he he played um the yellow. I again I don't remember their names, but it's uh, the one where you can uh, give They're up a combat to be the card. Mongolians. I, I think. think so. Yeah. You can give up a, a yellow card um to, as a, a, a as a resource. So if you have to pay three metal to buy a mech, you can pay two metal in a combat card. So he he just went on lists, and then he got like everyone else was working for him kind of after that. Then he started just like popularity, popularity, popularity. And uh, I got to the point where it'd been like three hours, and I'm like, I'm not winning this. Uh, time to kingmaker, kind of. I actually didn't know who was gonna win because I was kind of looking, and I'm like, well, I just yeah. need to end it, and then I might win because I've got a lot of stuff. Right. And then I think I was like a point under you, uh, and then he just like ran away with it. I'm like, I know he's got a lot, but I don't think he's got a lot of, like stuff. I think right. I can do right. This. Right. Yeah. And I didn't realize he had like, and the scoring at the end is also at first you're like, what is going on? And then you're like, oh wait, popularity just puts me into a bracket. And that's what each of those are worth, right? Like that. Yeah, yeah. The more popular popular you are, the more points you get for other things, yep. which is an interesting way to do it. But is not like I had no popularity basically. Yeah, you just had a lot of stuff, and I just had a lot of other things that I was like, I was the first one to make max. I was, you know, like yeah. so I had my stars up. Um, yeah, it was really interesting, and it's there's a lot going on for sure. But like, if you're if you've played miniature games, if you played any other board game before, it, it it picks up quick, and you and you kind of see what's going on. Um, the hardest part, really, is with any game is triggers, right? Yep. Like especially if you've enlisted a bunch of times, making like make what'd you sure do? you're paying attention. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? What'd you do in your turn? And what'd especially, you do your turn? well, especially if it's like a friends' night and you're like beer and pizza, you you know you're yeah, you're pretty, like shooting the shit and you're like we're drinking, and, about it, yeah. yeah, and you're like playing casually and like so Evan would be telling me a story or I'm talking to Evan or one of the guys I haven't seen in a while about something and then I'm like whoa 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 what did you just do on your turn because it like yeah I just look at their pawn and I read what they do yeah, I'm like all right yeah because I need once a... you. Like once you, um, once you're in the groove of a turn, like everybody kind of knows what they're doing. Everyone's just moving. Like they got their turn down, but like especially if you're playing seven players, right? You've you've got this whole, you got seven other six other people before it gets back to you. So you've yeah. already thought about your turn because generally, I mean, minus Spencer coming in and attacking me and messing with me a little bit. There's not a ton of interaction in the first... Yeah, it's as much or as little as you want. Yeah, and like in the first half of the game, Spencer came on and attacked early into the German territory. He was the Polish, and he came and attacked early. And it was... Um, 
I think it was a mistake, but he he had something he wanted to do, and he and he made the yep. decision to come in early. But really, like they didn't even explain attacking to me because like that's not going to happen for a while. And then like turn four, Spencer's like attack. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, that's a uh, because it's I when you're teaching scythe, um, you want to get into the game because uh, it's like fifteen, it's like ten to fifteen minutes set up sometimes. Because I don't have one of the, so I'm like what uh, one hundred like two hundred like almost 250 in on this game at this yeah. point and because the game base game's like 90 and i bought it for my fl my local shop because i want to give them some money right mm-hmm. i could have got like even online though your, your savings is like 10 bucks it's not like crazy so and then i got the all the expansions and then now i need to buy an organizer to make mm-hmm. the setup but that's like 100 bucks it's yeah. all wood cut yeah. like and we got the legendary box we can jam everything in there so like setup is actually a little bit like intense so by the time you get everything out and everything ready and people are going, and then you have to teach the game. You're like, all right, I'm going to teach you what's important right now, and then we'll get to things so you don't get overwhelmed. And then combats. Well, yeah, and I'm sure you know Evan. I didn't and, think it was going to happen that fast. Though, right, sure. Evan, yeah. Evan and I have talked about it before. You know, Evan's our guy that reads the instructions. He just he's done it for so long that he can read them, understand them, and, and move on quickly. Right. Um, but like, I think for you, it's. By that time, you had explained it seven times, right? Yes, so I yeah. was like the six, like to yourself once, yeah. and then you know to everybody else. So I was the seventh person to get the lecture on the game, and you're just like, oh, I can't. Yeah, to just just follow. Well, you started like putting your pieces up correctly, and I'm like, all right, he's got it. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Because <laughs> normally people get their stuff, and they're just like, oh. And then I'm like, well, they just you put the things in the grooves, and it's like, oh, groove, right? Yeah, like. Yeah. Uh, well, but. yeah, and I mean, you play enough of these games, like, you're just like, oh, yeah, I got it. And, you know, I had, I think I might have had, like, two or three questions yeah, as no, we were playing fine. and yeah. just, and there was more of strategy type stuff. Like, well, what do you guys, what would you guys do here? Yep. Um, but overall, um, I picked it up quick. The The one thing I didn't, I still haven't really comprehended is you can do both actions, right? If you have yes. the ability yeah, to. You can yeah. do one, both, or neither. You can just pick produce yeah. and choose to do Okay, so, so... I, I was doing both, but then afterwards I was like, was that right? Yeah, you know? yeah, you and, got the stuff. Uh, and it was, right? But it was like, there's just, uh, yeah, just little questions you have, right? And then, uh, but overall, yeah, I think it was it was a quick game um, for considering. Quick quick for what it is. So, right, like it's a, uh, we could have added more, like I've got the airships, which you get these giant awesome looking airboats, and they can move either, like beginning of the game, you lay out these two cards, and they can either move like, people or resources around. So you can, like, fly in, grab some stuff, and, like, leave. Yeah. Uh, and then there's, uh, um, like, a whole campaign you can actually play with, like, legacy stuff. So, like, you start out, and uh, everybody's, like, action, like, means something, and then depending on how the game played, there's, like, a whole box just for the campaign. Like, this game, if... I found groups that just play Scythe. Mm-hmm. They just get together, they play Scythe, and then they... That's it. There's no other... And so we have a lot of guys on Friday... And so I was looking for a game. I'm like, I wanted to get the Fallout FFG game, the um, one where everyone's kind of on the wasteland, but only plays four. And it plays, even the expansion, it plays four. And I'm like, oh, that's, we got like five guys, five, six guys. Right. And I'm like, well, what am I? Talisman is, well, Talisman of that many players is just, uh, uh, it can, like, your turns just can take forever to get to you. And then, like, just a ton of downtime. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to do Talisman. Um, I don't hate the game, just I hate it when there's that many people. Um, then I'm like looking around. I'm like, well, we did. We've already done Forgotten Waters like once or twice. And I'm like, oh, that can't be the. I, I could I could play Forgotten Waters mm-hmm. forever, but I'm like, that we gotta do something. Then I, I walked in the store and I saw the box and it said one to uh, one to five in the box, and the expansion gives you 
six and seven. And I'm like, well, cash money. All right, like yeah. let's do it. And then I I played it, and then I I, I really love this game because it's Twilight. My my way to explain it, if you've if you've played Twilight Imperium, is take Twilight Imperium, and then shorten it to about three hours. Take away the politics for the most part. Like and it's just a expand control conquer yeah. game and then you can get it done in about two and a half um and there's even like a a they put a ton of like expansion stuff into it there's a lot of these even different uh, end conditions you can shoot for yeah. like in the box um it's that's my well, easiest way to explain it yeah and i mean it just it just really has like it has a number of mechanics that are all good mechanics from other games you know like even uh, uh deck building right because you're building that deck of for your fighting deck right so you're oh, so oh. you got that aspect yeah. right and then that's a whole concept onto itself the yep. deck building and fighting and spending you know it's just the there's just a ton of great mechanics in it um that you know really make it a great game like because because yeah. and, and <clears throat> like i said and that's why i was saying like if you've played a bunch of games you can play this game because it's yep. all mechanics you've played before, just all in one game. I would say, because uh, it is a heavy buy-in, like 100 bucks, yeah. right? Like that's, yeah. that's a heavy buy-in. So here's how I would recommend it. If you like uh, uh, combat games such as, uh, I know, uh, let's step above first. Let's take like a small world. You're kind of taking that on each other. Or you uh, want to play like Nexus Ops or Cyclades or one of those other games that's... Uh, like you're kind of fighting back and forth for territory. Um, you're like, man, I want to take this one step further, but I don't want to go like Twilight Imperium's 150, right? You're like, I don't have eight hours or six hours. And I get it, people can play it in four, but I've never played in a group for Twilight Imperium that's gotten done in four. It's always been at least six to nine. Yeah. Uh, well, the thing is, I found too, and I think we all find this, right? The more you expand your friend group outside of <clears throat> just gamers to more guys or, or girls that you're trying to build into gaming, the less time that they're willing to commit towards a game. So like that Friday night was perfect because we're all, you know, every everyone that was there has varying experiences at gaming, but they're all willing to put three hours on a Friday night aside, right? Or Yeah, and that's actually where it fits very yeah, like it slots in where it's just long enough to feel like you've you're committing to it and like you're getting through it and your actions matter, but not to the point where people start like checking out generally because even yeah, to the end, people yeah. are still like uh, they're invested. So it's if you want to step up from um, like if you stepped up from Risk to some of these other combat games and you're like because this isn't super heavy combat, but there's still like a lot of like a lot of subtleties to the combat and yeah. manipulation and like conquering. So you're like, well. What's the next step? Scythe is a great next step, and it also has a ton of support. And like, um, their website has alternate rules. You can even buy uh, metal money, which I think is awesome. Uh, you can buy uh, acrylic uh, resource tokens. They even have a modular map where you set it out and you shuffle the tiles, and so your map can be different every time. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's so really cool. It's really interesting. Again, man, that's funny because that Small World has that too. Yeah. So I have. Uh, I was obsessed with Small World for a while, and so I have. Small World, Small World, Underworld. I have the expansion map that's the random map yep. pack. And then I have all the old... I, I haven't bought into it in mm -hmm. a while, but all the old, old expansions. So, like, I had everything for Small World, yeah. and I was just like, I love this game. Yeah, we we can get a game of... So, we usually we hang out for about 
five hours on Friday night. So it's, yep. we usually get out of work. We're all there around five, and then we leave around ten. And so we can get a game of uh, Scythe in, a full game where everyone's it gets to a conclusion and we don't have to cut it early. And then get a, like, we've been doing uh, uh, Dark Age of Cam, uh, Shadows Over Camelot. We've been doing a couple, like, one or two games of that. Um, and a really quick note on that, I didn't realize that game was out of print. Uh, so I, one of the guys was like, wow, this is a lot of fun. It's the only, it's one of the first co-op games uh, that got popular. Mm. Yeah, you're all playing Knights of Camelot and you're fighting all, like, it's terrible. It's terrible. Like, you're always losing all the time. Uh, but you're working together and it might be Hidden Traitor. Uh, but it's got the only game I've ever seen that has a drop in, drop out. So, like, if you've got to go, you just pick up your knight, and the game just adjusts. Yeah. And then if you come in late, you can just add a knight, and the game adjusts. Yeah, that's really interesting. It's the only game I've ever seen do that. But we can get Scythe and, like, two games of that in and, like, be, like, cool. Like, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, so if you're into gaming uh, and you're trying to get friends who maybe don't play as often as you or, or haven't played games into it, you, you start with the easy stuff, so you could start with a Risk isn't easy. Everyone's played Risk. But then I would move to probably Small World. That's because if, you're, if your like end it, yeah. goal, if you look into Scythe and your end goal is to play Scythe on Friday nights. Oh, yeah. What, what can you, you do to train people? Yeah, I'm it's, giving uh... you a path into it. So it's Risk to Small World. Okay. Then I would say after that, I would go to Waterdeep. Waterdeep is a really easy worker placement. Yeah. And it's also a D&D theme, so that's kind of cool. Right. Uh, what's the whole name? It's uh, Lords of Waterdeep. Lords of Waterdeep. Yep. Yeah. And I recommend the expansion too. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. It's really 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 great game uh so so risk small world or you know lords of water deep that'll get you pretty darn close then uh you could even sprinkle in a king of tokyo like just to <laughs> like get them into like fighting right like um uh, yeah i would say um you could do like a uh, uh a good resource management like uh splendor uh, oh, that's a good one too. So yeah. you, the way you have to buy the, the coins for the jewels, then you can turn those jewels into a thing, right? Yeah. A card. So that's like when in Scythe you gather resources. I know someone's gonna listen to this and say we're crazy, but that's fine. But like Scythe, you need to like get. Hey, I need to build the the house. I want a building. I need to build my monument or my uh, windmill. I need four wood. So you put your workers on wood. And then you yeah. get four wood and you turn them into that. So like, you could even like sprinkle that. a little Settlers of Catan in there. Yeah, actually, that's good. That, that, that would put, you, that would put you in the mood into Scythe, right? Yeah, you need to put them all together. And then yeah. when you break out Scythe, you're just like, wait, 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 wait. Wait, 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 wait. Because they're going to see the rules and like... Ah, uh, like, oh, just gloss over Yeah, they actually yeah. make great... Um, the game actually comes with really good, hey, this is how you should probably play your first couple turns. Uh, and really yeah. good quick reference cards of like I even print out right on their site you can print out um, a double sided like here's what each of the actions do here's what you're gonna do on a turn here's what how combat works and it takes it from that giant man like the manual's not that big but there's quite a bit of like scenarios in it to just one page like front to back that you can give so I print enough I print out enough to hand out to everybody and they can read it and then while they're waiting for the turn to come around they can be like what does produce do right like there's it's actually not the the resources are out there to make it engageable. Uh, engageable is not a word, but like uh, in engaging without engaging without That's you just word. hit this like wall of rules. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was good. It was good. I liked it. Uh, enjoyable, uh, nice, enjoyable, 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 enjoyable. <laughs> um, okay, so here's another game we can talk about, and this is one of those. Uh, for instance, you want you want a bunch of people to play Dead of Winter. 
Okay. Okay, but they're not there yet. Okay. What are the games? Let's talk about some games that get you there. So the one I want to bring up is Donner Dinner Party. Oh, okay. I'd say like Pandemic. Okay, yeah. That's one, but that's one, but uh this one I I played recently. So Donner Dinner Party is basically it's a casual party game, okay? okay? And it, it's got rules for four up to seven or eight, I believe, okay? And what happens is you're the Donner Party, that the cannibals, right? And so you're around the, the campfire. And depending on how many players there are will depend on how many cannibals are in the group. So you can either be a pioneer or a cannibal. It's random, okay? Cannibals, your whole goal is to eat people and to kick get people out, right? And if there's only cannibals left, then you guys win. If there's only pioneers left, then the pioneers yeah. win. Okay. So the pioneers' goal is to survive and then to, to hunt out all the cannibals. Okay. So basically what happens is you get like a hand of potential food that you have to put in every night in order to survive. Okay. Yeah. And you could have rats, you could have um medicine, you can have Another food, I forgot the name, uh, but, and then you could have poison. So poison doesn't poison the people, it poisons the, the whole lot of food so okay. that you have to eat somebody. So each, the rats and the other one give you so many points towards food, yeah. and then you have to have so many points to feed okay. the group. And if you don't meet that f- food, you have to vote somebody that gets eaten. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. Now, some of the tricks is if you're each round, you have a leader and it rotates. If you're the leader, so when you put in food, you put it face down. So nobody knows and then it gets mixed up. So nobody okay. knows who put in food, poison or medicine or what what, yeah. what happened, right? So as the leader, though, like if I think you've been acting sketchy, I can look at your card. I can pick somebody in the group and look at their card before they put in. And then I like if I think you're being sketchy, I can look and be like, oh, he put in poison. Like he's mm-hmm. gotta be, you know, or yeah, maybe that's yeah. all you had. Like it's yeah, a real yeah, yeah. tricky, but then you basically have to eat somebody. And then they have this, uh, they have extended rules where you become a ghost and then you can kind of interact some more instead yeah, of just being just out that, yeah, of the game. Yeah. But it's really interesting, and that's that hidden that's traitor, cool. you know, kind of that's the worth worth, man. My words today the worst part about playing just uh people call it mafia i've always heard of it as this werewolf yeah is when you get knocked out and you're just out and yeah there's yeah. like let's, some people do games of werewolf that's like 30 people at conventions and you just leave <laughs> right like you know you're just like or even if you got a bunch you're having a party you're like 12 well back when you could have parties uh, right. uh and you had like 12 people over and hey let's play werewolf right and then like you get knocked out and you just get to watch for the next like two hours right that's miserable yeah uh so it's cool to have uh conditions where you can still like like monkey around like there's one board game i had called senji um i've never had this game i've never played a game that's created more vitriol and hate between players so it's (laughs) it's more or less risk like it's i guess i easiest way to explain it risk where there's um uh you're each uh fighting over japan you're uh all like samurai lords and you start in a different area, and you're trying to take the most capitals, and then, like, you can uh, uh, do some... The political phase is actually where all the hate comes in. So just straight fighting, everyone gets it, you're, you're all going into fight, whatever. It's how it is. So there is... The best part about the game is the winter phase, I think it's called, where I can say, you're all around the table, and say, hey, Jay, you and me, the other room. And you leave, and you're like, all right, 
we're going to screw Kyle. (laughs) And here's how we're going to do it. And then you can make whatever deal you want. And so you actually have a handful of supportive combat cards. So I can say, hey, you can use this in any combat. And then how the dice work is you throw all the dice. And then if your symbol comes up, that's your attacks. But if, let's say, you added, I gave you one of my cards and you played it, my symbols would add to your combat as well. Or I could give you a family member. Mm. And you can put it in front of you as a hostage. And so you get temporary victory points. Or you could execute it and then uh, I lose honor. For doing that. So but what you can do is so I say, hey, Jay, you and me in the other room, I'm like, I'll give you my first son for your daughter. And you're like, okay. Then I go to Kyle and be like, yo, I just made a deal with Jay. We're going to try to screw you. So I'm going to back like a triple cross Jay. Here's his daughter. And you're going to use that to like put leverage and then play it on the next turn. So he knows he, like there's been a double cross. Like it's the craziest thing. So there's a timer for it. But the amount of deals and backstabbing <laughs> and like the, <clears throat> I've never like. The game is just about pushing plastic around and then to, to fight, right? But that that deception and lies, because it never goes like, well, right. so I've we've had stuff where like, uh, everybody but Jay leave the room. Or like, Jay, you need to go out of the room. Everyone else is going to stay here. And you're like, well, you're fine. And then we're like, all right, how are we going to get them? Or sometimes you're like, all right, we're just going to do it normally, not like actually actively fight you. But now you're like, what are they doing, right? Why am I the one out? So it's... Yeah. Amazing, amazing! Because I've never seen people have gotten so mad, like seething rage. And that, to me, a game that can do that uh, with just cards and like combat. But the part about <clears throat> so let's say you get knocked out, okay? Let's say you get kicked out. Well, you actually get to come back every every turn as a Ronin, and you'd start in the ocean, and you just kind of coming from a side. So you can someone. Let's say this whole game, I've been just like working against you, working against you, fighting you, fighting you, fighting you, and you. Oh, I finally. My plan is I finally knock you out. Well, you come in on whatever ocean side you want, and you can just come out my like my weak flank and just start rooting me. And then like like hey, guess who's back? You know like it's it's great. So like I, I my friend group I have a competitive friend group who I stopped playing it in because things got intense. <laughs> uh, and the thing is like I think it's hilarious when people yeah. backstab me like or a triple cross or a quadruple cross like. I backstabbed you, but then I went back, but then I went back, but then I went back. Like, I love that. But then they could get really mad. So I had to take it off the platter for a while. But I've got this new group who's a lot more casual. And I'm like, oh, yo, this game might be like yeah. real fire. Um, yeah, Senji, I don't know if it's made anymore, uh, but that game was like, it's, I love the fact that if, even if you got wiped out, like, you can just get, sometimes the dice can just not go your way. A couple guys plan on you, like, we're yeah. going to split your territory. And we're just gonna knock you out of the board, and you're like, oh, crap! So you get knocked out, but then you just keep coming back as Ronin on the ocean with an army. So you, then you can be like, uh, all right, who do I go attack? And people can start paying you resources, like, no, don't attack me, go attack Jay. Like, you're great. Like, you're never out. Like, you might yeah. you might lose, but then you become like a kingmaker at that mm-hmm. point, where you can like come back in. It's not like, like for example, uh, uh, like Cyclades or something. If you just get wiped out or a risk and you just wiped out, you're just out, right? Yeah, That's it. it's kind of like that. Uh, what was that uh, Sheriff of Nottingham game, right? Yeah, you're, yeah, you're, you're never you're quite like, out. Yeah. yeah, no, no, no. It's it's not me. Oh my gosh! Like, so there's nothing. Ne- there's actually in here. Good thing you mentioned that. Uh, Sheriff of Nottingham just got released with a second edition like this past month, and it's sold out everywhere. But if you can get a copy, phenomenal game. Um, the they don't buy the first and the expansion because the second edition has everything in it for like forty bucks. So Sheriff of Nottingham is, uh, you're all more or less doing the same thing. Yep. You get a little snap bag, and you get uh, a hand of cards. I know we're all over the place on this podcast, but this it doesn't is, matter. This is going okay. Just keep listening. You're fine. Um, 
Uh, <laughs> you're fine. Just don't you dare turn that channel. You just hold on to your pants. Um, you get a hand of cards with like apples, bread, chickens, and then also illegal goods like pepper yeah. and a crossbow. Crossbows, yeah. Uh, so each turn, each round, someone is the sheriff of the round, and then you fill your bag up to five things. And the only thing you can't lie about is how many cards are in the bag. So if you put three, you have to say three, and you have to declare a legal good. So you could be lying about what legal good's in there if you just wanted to. Right. So you could, let's say, uh, generally you don't want to because you get to yeah. keep that. if you. Uh, so let's say I did five cards, and I was like, apples, governor. And yeah. it's like, I have three apples and two crossbows in there. Now, if Evan's the sheriff, he's he has to... It, it kind of devolves quickly because then you end up not believing anyone ever. Yeah. You, and you just like don't care at some point. You're like, okay, yeah, you got apples, whatever. So <laughs> that's funny. So like I had a friend who never lies. So you just always shoot it back. The one who always lies. So you always open it, right? There's, and there's like, so the bribing. So like I see Jay handed it to Rachel when we played and I handed Rachel like three coins. I'm like, oh, I think he's a liar, governor. You know, we, yeah. I don't know why we do this Cockney accent, but it yeah. makes it funnier. Because it's uh, fun. And so, like, I'll slide coins over, and you can do whatever. I can be like, here's an apple from my cart. I think you should open that bag. And then, yeah. like, and then so he's sweating because he's got, like, five crossbows in there. Yeah. And then there's a certain amount of each card, so there's more apples than anything else, mm -hmm. than bread, than cheese kind of thing. So if he said five apples, that's actually not uncommon, right? That could probably be in there, or it could be five crossbows. So it's Yeah, uh, and then, like... So, yeah, and then you got to look at what I've been collecting, and it's like, okay, well, he already has five apples. He's done five apples three times in a right. row. <laughs> it's it's interesting, but then it's some, like, I found when we played, we played once or twice, but, like, it just evolves after a while, and it's like, because none of it matters, because you like you can't tell if someone is or isn't lying, yeah. and you're just like, yeah, you're lying, and then you're like, nope, I'm not, and then you're like, okay, so then the next time you're like, I, I don't care. Like, yeah. <laughs> You see, I think there's some uh, there's some extra stuff that gets added in the expansions. Um, yeah. adds two more players, which is cool. Um, it adds a deputy. Uh, I don't know what he does. I know it's free. I was gonna buy the uh, the upgrade to my game, but then I saw second edition. I'm like, oh, I'll just buy that. Right. And get like a fresh copy because mine's mine's pretty beat at this point. Yeah. Because uh, it's I had so I have a shelf that's games for people who don't play games, and it's my bait. It's like Sheriff of Nottingham splendor pandemic things like that are like one easy concept real smooth game like ticket to ride uh small world could be on there it's not too bad it's not no. too heavy um but then i have like the next shelf which right. is like uh nexus ops cyclades uh one of the uh, god i was just organizing my games today uh, uh zia legends of Adrissus. like then i have like the real heavy bottom shelf that's like twilight imperium <laughs> uh forgotten stars like some really heavy stuff that i don't break out unless i'm playing with people who've played it before yeah so then i always start with the top and then i have friends who just that's what they want like they want to like like i could play splendor all day yeah like i love that game uh but then if they're like hey this is fun but do we have anything else and i'm like oh so then i like dig a little deeper and i start training them i'm like hey so uh, i've got this game called formula d and it's a racing game, and there's two modes to it. One that's just you roll a die, you move your car, you shift up, shift down, real simple. But then they're like, wow, this is really fun. I'm like, okay, do you want to do a league? And then like, you flip it, and then you make a car, you make a driver, you add like stats or different tracks. So, like, it's I have games like you, once you've hosted enough 
game yeah. nights, you you can you can gauge the room. Like same thing with like a joke, right? A good joke is only really good sometimes if you gauge a room if if it's gonna be funny to them or not. So like you get a good game, yeah. you start feeling it out. Like you don't. Some people are over casually. You're not like, hey, let's play. I don't know, uh, you know, some heavy like Descent version two is your first game. Like, God, never come back. So give me your give me your top three mixed room games. So you know you like uh, my house generally is a mixed room house. So because we we always try to include Rachel when we're playing games, and she's getting there. She's she's getting learning games. Yeah. But like, so what are your top three mixed room games? Like you know. You're gonna have some tryhards, but you also know you're gonna have some noobs. What do you What do you do? Okay, um, I'd actually do uh, Pandemic again, even though it's a um, I consider it my like easy one. Uh, Pandemic's cooperative, okay. So you all win together, you all lose together, and that's actually pretty important because sometimes people get scared, they're like, "Well, I'm just gonna lose," and like that's the thing I hear a lot, and I'm like, "Well, you can't," because if you lose, I lose too, right? right? So it's like we're all trying to win or lose together. So yep. any flavor of Pandemic, honestly, there's like. Roman, Rising Tide, uh, Cthulhu. At this point, like mm-hmm. you can't, you can't lose with pretty much any of those. They're all more or less the same idea: move guy, do a thing. Um, then next would be uh, Formula D. I like quite a bit because you can play it easier, hard, and you just do mm-hmm. the easy mode where you get a car and uh, you roll a die and move a thing. So it's everyone gets a car. You roll a die, you shift up or shift down, and you get a bigger die depending on what it is. And so there's the one I've played the track that came, I've got a bunch of different tracks for the game. But I've played the track it's came with like, oh my god, a hundred times at this point. Because it's just, it's an easy game. Everyone understands racing. Everyone understands like NASCAR or Indy 500. So you pick a little car, you put it down, you just roll and you move. And that's, besides like a couple, how turns work, you have to stop so many times. That's the rules. So that's really easy to do. And plus rolling, there's a 50-sided die. Mm -hmm. So you launch that thing when you go to like top gear. And then that's really fun. Uh, So that's that. Um, The next one down, that's going to be a tough one. I haven't looked at my shelf in a while. I'd say... Um, oh gosh, it's one based on, it's one I haven't played in a while. Let's say we had exactly four people. All right. This, uh, this might be out of print, but I wanted to mention it's called Friday. I think it's based on Tintin, but it's based on the detectives of Tintin and not Tintin himself. Yeah. And so how it works is you, you play four detectives at a table and it's, uh, you each actually, Forgotten Waters is probably my real pick, but I want to talk about Friday anyway. Uh, Forgotten Waters is great, really easy to play. Take Friday because I'm going to take Forgotten Waters. Yeah, yeah okay, yeah. that's that's really easy. But um, so you've you, exactly four people sit on a table, and you get someone reads the beginning of the uh, the mission. Like you're all like, a man has been murdered at this dance party, and then you all get a piece of information. And then how it works is you have to play telephone back and forth. So like you'll be at the opposite end of the table. I can't just tell you. I have to tell it through. Rachel, then Rachel has to tell you, but we have to tell so many bits of information, like everything we've heard. So like, <laughs> let's say you tell me something first. Like, let's say we have, um, Dayton tells me something, right? And I'm like, okay, but that information, he never talks to you directly. So it's got to go from him to me, to her, to you. And he has to get it right in the first place. Right. Right. So he, and like, you go back and forth sharing information. And then you, at the end, you get asked three questions. You have a little notepad you can write down like things in, mm-hmm. uh, but it gets so crazy. And like, I've never won. Yeah. Uh, but honestly, people have a really good time because it's, you're all, again, you're all winning or losing together. It's not like I, I detected the best. It's, well, if, if we all don't do it, mm-hmm. we all lose. So uh, that's actually a lot of fun because there's no dice rolling. There's no like high concept movement, anything like that. It's just 
you you play telephone back and forth, and then you get like a like you all feel kind of really dumb, but that's actually really a lot of fun. Yeah, so my top three would be uh, my top one is Forgotten Waters, like because yeah. I, I, I've now played it a few times with Evan and the boys, where we're all gamers, yeah, we're and we to, all yeah. loved it. Rachel and Evan and some of the boys, we all lo- Rachel yeah. loved it, and I've played with Rachel and the kids, and so it's just like it's an easy crowd pleaser. Yeah, right? and 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 you can game it if you want. You can just relax and play, be a pirate. So that that game's great. Um, the next one I would pick is King of Tokyo. Yeah, that's good. That's really like, easy, easy. Easy to explain. There's for people who want to game. There's gaming in it for people who just want to. Relax and like some funny shit. Like that's King it's, of Tokyo. Uh, the easiest sell to that is: Have you ever played Yahtzee? Yes. Okay, it's Monster Yahtzee. Yeah. And you don't have to keep track of any. You don't have to keep score, right? You have two dials, like how much damage you've taken and yeah. how much uh, like cred you've got. I uh, the victory points, right? So you get victory points for standing in Tokyo. So it's King of the Hill with Yahtzee, and that's the easiest way to explain it. So it's my third. Uh, gosh, there's so many for the third one. I probably. I'd probably go Food Fight. Food Fight's not bad. Yeah, I think it's good. By uh, Cryptozoic Games. Yeah. So basically, it's like a kind of war. You, you know, remember that old war card game? So it's kind of like that, but with like these funny cards that like for food and you got breakfast, lunch, and dinner and they're like Sergeant Pepper and like all these crazy cards and you and you know, haven't played it. It's mm-hmm. it's fun, right? Um, and then I'd probably, probably like after that, you got like ticket to ride. That's an easy one yeah, to get yeah, people in. Pretty much, you go to any Target, Walmart, uh, or if you go honestly, you go into the FFG section of a game store. Like FFG has got these racks now that they put their games yeah. in, and you ask whoever's working there. Hopefully, they know. Um, like, hey, what's FFG makes a lot of cool like entry like Splendor. Yeah, Splendor's another really great easy game. Right, it's you take and there's even a Marvel version coming out where you're grabbing Infinity Stones. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, right? Like how how has that not been made right. before? But yeah, that's perfect. Uh uh so like you're I mean like FFG to their credit has a lot of like really easy games. And they also have stuff like uh Descent. You know, they, right. they tease that at the end of their show that there's like a Descent Master edition coming out. Um but uh like they have the real heavy stuff too, but um man, there's so many little even like a game called Pairs which is it's like a five dollar game and it's there's one one two twos three threes four fours up to ten yeah and you everyone gets one card and either you you stay or you hit and then you get another card as long as you don't get a pair you don't lose yeah and then whoever got the most score at the end and that's like right it's easy it's like a deck of cards it's super cheap but uh yeah so that's what uh that's that's it for this cast i think right evan yeah i'm feeling good that yeah. was uh uh I got into weird tangents, but uh, I loved it. I think it was uh, it was fun. We started about scythe and I ended up like raving about pears. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, everybody, uh, there's few of you listening to us right now because no one stays till the end. So thanks for staying. If you did, y'all are favorites. Leave a like, subscribe, and uh, yeah. tell me a, a good pun in the comments. I got one for you. Give me your best soup recipe. Go ahead. <laughs> Give me your best <laughs> soup. Uh, Will Crystal Coffins be a success? Remains to be seen. He got us. Got him. All right. Well, on that upper, uh, let's (laughs) sign off. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Join us next week. Everyone stay rad.
you know what, I get the jokes and you just stare at me. You know what, I am coming up with high class comedy here and uh, you're like a weird producer, okay? Like, you gotta throw me a bone here once in a while. Join us next week for another edition of the Fifth Trooper podcast. This has been a Fifth Trooper production.